is a production of Prayer Harvest Ministries, Wanda Fletcher Ministries, and Believer's Way Victorious Church. For more information, go to prayerharvest.org. And now, Apostle Dr. Wanda Fletcher. Father, we bless you and we thank you. We give you praise and glory. We thank you that the wonderful Holy Spirit is always with us to help us. Father, we thank you, Lord, that hearts are open, that you've given us, Lord, your spirit to cause the, the ground of our heart to be broken up, Lord, that the seed of the word that's sown will produce, Lord, a hundredfold in changed lives. We believe you for that, God, that lives will be changed because of having heard the word. And we give you praise and we give you glory for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I hope that you're preparing yourself to receive. I just want to make uh, one acknowledgement today. Um, uh, I think a, a day ago, day before yesterday, one of uh, the incredible generals that were here in the earth, Dr. Uh, Frederick K.C. Price, uh, went home to be with the Lord. And uh, we're giving God praise and glory for his life and for his legacy and what it has meant to the body of Christ. This life, oh my goodness, meant so much to us. I, I know for me, um, I just remember that um, we uh, left Birmingham going to uh, Oklahoma. I had uh, gotten a set of his tapes um, at, at the beginning of um, my just being a mother. I think my eldest son, James, was about three years old. And I received those tapes, and it was on faith. And I'd never heard anybody share um, about faith in that way. I didn't even know it was a, uh, something that we actually could begin to walk in. And we went to Oklahoma just to hear uh, that word because he came from California and he was going to be there with uh, Dr. Kenneth Hagan um, a long time ago. And he ministered on casting your cares and uh, gave a visual as he spoke. And, and I, I really could appreciate his gift of teaching. But the visual that he gave was someone walking burdened down with the cares in their lives and how uh, God did not want them like the sun was beating down on them and they had these cares and they were trying to walk in, in their strength and they couldn't make it. But he talked about the love of God and how much that love uh, and that love that God has that we could cast those cares, get rid of that heavy burden that was on your back, just throw it over on God. And he said, cast your cares on the Lord because God cares for us. And I remember coming home, we had a really big thing. We were had been there a whole week under all of that wonderful anointing. And we got to a place where our car was breaking down. Anybody having car problems? But our car had broken down and it would not go over 15 miles an hour. And we had to make it from Oklahoma 
back to Birmingham, but we had received that word that Dr. Price had shared at that conference, and um, we went to whatever mechanics that were there. No one was open that would be able to service that car, and we both had to be back at work the next morning. And I remember uh, my children's father just, he said, okay, we're going to do what Dr. Price said. He said we could cast our cares on the Lord. And he said, give yourself a visual, write it down and tear it up and cast it. So we wrote everything that we felt like was a problem for us. And we wrote that car down and that we needed to get home and that we didn't know how we were going to do it. The car wouldn't go up, but over 15 miles an hour, we trusted the Lord. We had our two boys in the back seat of the car and we wrote that down on that paper and he tore it to shred we laid hands on it and we absolutely flung all of those pieces of paper up in the air we were littering but we flung, <laughs> we flung it in the air and we cast, we told God we were casting those cares we were getting rid of them and casting them on the Lord and we actually did that and got in the car and he started driving 15 miles an hour and and he got mesmerized after about an hour driving that way so he got sleeping and you know he said well you need to drive you know now and so the boys were sleeping and he was sleeping and I got in there and I started driving and you know I'm an intercessor I started praying in the spirit and faith began to come in my heart and and I said Lord I'm going to believe you that I can go 20 miles an hour. And y'all know I started pressing that gas and I went 20 miles an hour. And I kept on going and I said, Lord, I'm going to believe you for 25 miles an hour. And we got up to 25 and I did the same thing with 30 and then with 40 until we got to 65 miles an hour. And I was flying down the road, just praising the Lord and saying, look at my faith, Lord. We cast our care on you. We don't have to worry about it anymore. And we were Zooming until the next few minutes. Um, my son woke up and he says, Mom, I need some water. And we had gotten in a high altitude in a mountain. I don't even know where we ended up, but we were gone. And But the, the end of the story is that we cast the care and we learn that from this general of faith he deposited that into our spirit and I'll never forget that I'll never forget that God loves us so much that whatever it is that's going on with us that we can give that thing to the Lord because he loves you he cares about you and that is a part of the legacy that he placed inside of my heart so so many years ago and then I was blessed to be able to come to uh, Church Faith Chapel Christian Center where Mike Moore is my pastor at that point. And um, he's still my pastor. But as I was going to church, this pastor had this pastor, Dr. Frederick Price, was his pastor. And so I was still getting that 
faith message trickled down into my life and it's been an incredible pearl in my life and it will never ever be shaken never be shaken so we give God praise as we're praying for the family um, uh, for uh, Pastor Betty Price and for the family at Crenshaw Christian Center and and all of those that are grieving uh, his passing but we are also rejoicing in that he has deposited so much in our life and he is at home receiving that reward in Jesus name amen want to share um, about that. I, I believe that little story put some hope in somebody's heart. I believe somebody got built up just with that little bit of a nugget because that's what the word of God will do. It's very very powerful. I mean we made it home and you know what? When we got home after that trip, there was never ever a need to even take the car to the mechanic. But the devil lies to you a lot about things that are going on in your life. And and then when you commit that thing to the Lord, he supernaturally will change that thing if you trust him and believe him. And don't let the devil steal your faith. Don't let him kill your hope. You have got to keep hope alive. And that is the title of our message today is to keep hope alive. You know, I heard that uh, in 1988, I remember uh, Pastor Jesse Jackson, who was uh, I think at that time he was running for president or, or had um, and had given up, I think, to Mr. Dukakis. He had, but he was still ministering at the uh, Democratic Convention during that time. And that was his message it was a very powerful message and just the last few verses of it he just kept saying keep hope alive keep hope alive keep hope alive and I remember that I remember him saying I don't remember any other parts of the message I just remember him saying keep hope alive and I want to encourage you with that because that is so so important we've been talking um, sharing with you uh, from Romans uh, chapter 12 verse 2 and I'm going to read it to you from the amplified version um, just this last little part and it says that we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind so we're in a position right now every one of us to not to be conformed to what's happening in the world or what's going on in the world but we are to allow ourselves to be this this scripture says to be transformed which is to change or to be changed you change and allow the Holy Spirit through the power of the word deposited in your ear gate that will get into your heart and change your mind get rid of stinking thinking allow that process to take place in your life be changed or allow change to take place don't hold on to your old way of thinking 
your own way of doing things. You know, that situation that I'm talking about, that was new. Who in the world writes down things and throw it all over the place? I want you to know it said a presence in my life. My insurance man would come over to my house. He would see pieces of paper all over the floor. And he said, oh, you're, you're in spiritual warfare, aren't you? I said, absolutely. Because I can walk on the plans of the devil. And they would be all over. He said, well, I'm going to walk on them too. And he would just walk into the house. we sit down and talk about the business of why he came. But I, it was a different thing. I allow every time I'm impacted with the word of God, every time it comes into my heart, into my mind, I allow it to take first place in my life. I allow it to change me. Allow the word to change you or be changed by the entire renewing of your mind. Your whole mind needs to be changed. The patterns of this world needs to be destroyed and your mind needs to be changed. And let me tell you, it's, it needs to be changed so that you can test, so that you can approve what the good will, the pleasing, perfect will of God is. You want to do God's will. You know, I said that earlier that I'm very happy when I know I have obeyed him. And that's what he said. He said, let my word come into your heart. Let my word come into your ear. And he said, faith is going to come by hearing my word. And when you hear my word, your belief system, something is going to happen to it. It's going to change and you're going to begin to believe impossible things, things that you think or no one else have begun to dream about. Who knew that the Lord had an angel who was a mechanic who could fix my car while we were driving it down the road and cause it to evenly keep on going and I increase in speed every time I ask the Lord. Lord, give me five more miles. Give me ten more miles. Give me. Let me tell you, my faith was progressively growing as I was driving down the road and I end up going far beyond Ephesians 3 and 20 exceedingly and abundantly above whatever I could ask or think that the Lord would do because we have an enemy that's chasing us all the time and he wants to kill your hope but you we have to learn the things to keep our hope alive and keep our hope progressing keep our hope moving and one of the things that we have to do is renew this mind you have got to renew this mind every day. You got to take time to study that word. You got to take time to allow the word to come to you every day. You have got to do whatever it tells you to do because when the word comes, when you're reading it, it has a purpose to fulfill. God says his word is like a container that you can fill it up. He fills it up. So shall my word be. It will not return void, but it shall accomplish. It has the power to change things and to accomplish whatever it is that the Lord has intended for you. His purposes for you is in his word. And you read his word so you can begin to keep the hope in you stirred up and to keep that hope alive in you.
Not, not saying that we have to be perfect in anything, but saying that the word is so perfect, the Bible tells you that before one tittle or jot of that word fail you, that heaven and earth will what? Pass away. That word is so awesome for you, it will help you keep your hope alive. We're renewing our mind in the area of hope. We have to understand about hope. Last week, we said that hope gives you images. When you read the word, you get images. Your imagination begins to open up and you begin to think about and you begin to dream about. You begin to have visions about what the Lord has said he will do in your life. I'm encouraging you today. To keep hope alive in you. Yes. Keep it, let it draw you forward. Let it move you because of what God is saying to you in his word. And, and if you are going to go on the journey through the word of God, you're going to receive the results of what God is saying to you from his holy word. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. I got a lot of things going on here. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to turn to the book of Romans, verse 5. That's where we're going to end up going. I'm going to share a few things with you before we get there. But um, with the imagination, God doesn't want it to run wild. He wants you to get the word of God in that situ in, in inside of your spirit, inside of your heart, so that you can have something to fasten your hope to. Your hope needs to be able to have legs so that it can go wherever it needs to go. Amen. Amen. Let me just reorganize myself here. Amen. Amen. I, I, sometimes people think that, uh, okay, well, this thing of faith, Lord, you know, it can be, you know, really hard. It can be like a tedious kind of situation. It can be a difficult thing, you know, trying to walk in faith and trying to, you know, walk in hope. No, it's not. It's not a tedious thing. It's not a hard thing. It's not uh, something that the Lord has said, I'm going to give them this task and they're not going to be able to do what I'm telling you to do. Because the word says, by this we know that the love of God, when, when, when God loves us and he has put his love on the inside of us, the love of God is what keeps us in the way. And it says that when we keep his commandments, his commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not grievous. That means they're not hard. What God tells you to do is not hard. In fact, it's so simple that you think it won't work. It's so simple. I mean, it's, it's extremely, when he says, cast your cares on the Lord. I mean, you think, okay, well, okay, well, how do I do that? Uh, uh, what do I need to, it was as simple as writing it down and tearing up paper and throwing it away. And, and engaging your heart in the act of throwing it away or tossing it aside. I'm casting my cares because I said, I pronounced what it was, what, what was going on with that. I pronounced, your words are important. I remember the Lord, we were uh, believing God for something. He showed me this, the, the woman's hands. He showed me this woman's hands. And, and it, it had money in it. And it was like, what do I do? And he said, name the money. As simple as that. And do you know the exact amount that I named that money came to me? 
in a woman's hands before we were going to Africa, she brought that amount. He just said, name the money. Mm. What did I do? Name the money. Yeah. I called it and then he sent it. He did exactly that, sent the woman's hands. Let me tell you something just recent, just recent. My daughter's in, in Kentucky, ice everywhere, snow, and then the water came with ice in it, and then snow again. And, pa and she was crying. She was saying she wanted to get home because she, she knows that I need her help with this conference. And she was trying to get here, but she's been uh, taking care of her brother in Kentucky. And she was making every effort trying to get here. And it just looked like nothing was going to happen. I said, we're going to turn the page on that. Because we have to be one with the word that we're preaching. And, and we tried for the airlines. We tried for everything. And, and, but you know, last week, I saw her in my living room. Minister Perdita had to leave and go to Atlanta. And I came, she left at 5 o'clock in the morning. I went, lay back down on the bed, and had this, like, twilight sleep and saw Joy in my living room. Mm. She was just standing there looking at me very happy, and then it went away. And I said, Lord, what was that? You know, in my mind... <laughs> I was thinking, okay, so what do you mean? What do you mean Joy is there in my living room? What do you mean by that, God? What is that? Okay, was she in the spirit? Because if she was in the spirit, I'm going to make her get back in her body in the name of Jesus. What is it you're saying? No, she better not come through that ice because she might jump out of her body. Her spirit may come out. All kinds of things just trying to mess with your mind. It was a simple thing that she was in my living room. Very simple. Very simple. And Joy, she won't stick her head over here. Stick your head over here. <laughs> she won't stick her head over here. But Joy, she is here. They came last night very late. There she is over there. She's in she's in Alabama. She came last night and and I was thinking she was gonna be here, but it looked like it was impossible. It was just and we we just decided we weren't gonna even think about it, but it kind of stayed on my mind. Simple, simple, simple things. We try to make this big deal out of it, but the Lord wants us to breathe. Mm -hmm. Just breathe. Trust him. Keep breathing. Trust him. Cast your cares. Trust him. Keep your hope alive. We didn't know what he was going to do or how. I sang to her this song, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways you cannot see. He will make a way for you. And, and, and we turned the page on it. And, and I talked with uh, uh, one of our, my daughters in the Lord in Kentucky. She ended up engaging with her. And they ended up coming through the night. They ended up getting here. And I'm thanking the Lord for that. The simplicity of it all. The simplicity of taking him at his words. The scripture says his commandments are not grievous. Right. And, and in places where you think they are not commandments, they are. Where he says, take no thought about tomorrow. Take no thought. That's a command. He's not saying, I wish you wouldn't take any thought. Right. He's commanding you, take no thought about tomorrow. What you will eat, what you will drink. He says that the, the lilies of the field will clothe better than King Solomon. 
And how much more will your father take care of you? Don't worry about tomorrow, he says. He says tomorrow has enough trouble for itself. But he wants you to live in today, in, in now. His commandments, according to this word, are not grievous. His commandments are not grievous. They're not burdensome for you to carry on your back what he's telling you to do. Everyone, let me tell you, every one of you that have asked Jesus to come into your heart, every one of you that have been named by his name have the ability to overcome any challenges that will come into your life. You've got an ability to overcome them. That ability is wrapped up in this word. He, he listen, Romans 5, I'm going to go to Romans 5, going back up to verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, the Lord himself has justified you by your faith in him. You have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So your peace is through him. Because that that thing that I had in me where you know, okay, I'm going to be taken care of because what? He loves me. The Bible says the Holy Ghost has shed this love abroad in your heart. So I'm justified through my faith in him. And so I have what? Peace. I've got peace through the Lord God. And I gain that peace through the, my access is through faith. In his grace. And that's what I'm absolutely standing in. So the scripture says we boast in the hope of glory of God. We boast in the hope. That hope keeps compelling us and it keeps moving us forward. That hope is on the inside of you. It's a driving force to keep you coming toward whatever it is God has said. And I know the enemy is going to come and people will come and say, well, you can't have that. Well, you know you did this. Well, you can't have that because you don't have enough of this. Oh, you can't have that. No, you keep hope alive in you. You keep the hope alive in you. You get your images, get your pictures, your dreams as you read this word of God and I don't care whatever it is that you are having to go through. You, even glory in it. The Bible, look at what this scripture says. It says, not only so, but we also glory in suffering. Yes. Glory in the challenge. Glory in the suffering. And I wrote this down. The glory in a challenge or in suffering means that you're glorying in something more weighty more weighty. It's more important. Whatever you're suffering and going through and your faith is being challenged in that is more important than you can imagine. Because when you come through on the other side of it, you're going to have gained something that's eternal. That the devil in hell can never take away. And you can divide it to somebody else. You can give that away. You'll have enough. It's tried and it's proven on the inside of you. So he says therefore we glory in our suffering in whatever challenges come through I thank the Lord that he counted me worthy to endure this suffering to go through this challenge I thank you Lord that you counted me worthy you said oh you think he won't do that go look at Job 1 what did you when the devil came God says have you considered my servant Job 
Hey, he knew what he put in Job. He says, have you considered him? Have you thought about him? And the devil says, well, he don't serve you for no reason. I mean, you know, you take care of him all the time. You garrison him about and you protected him. He says, oh, strip away all of that. I put something in Job that's eternal. Strip away all of it. You do, you shoot your best shot is what he said to him. You shoot your best shot because what I put in Job is eternal. And he is not going to falter. He's not going to be shaken. He's not going to overthrow. Job will probably glory in his suffering. He will go through it. He will come against the three that will come and try to tell him, Job, you know you did something. But against the woman that we said earlier in this challenge, curse God and die. They will tell you all kinds of things. But the Lord God chose you to go through whatever that challenge it is you're going to go through. But let me tell you, the saints of God don't want to go through anything. They don't want to endure anything. They just want the Lord to have endured everything. But the Bible says says that there is a cross for you and there is a cross for me. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. You got a cross to bear. I've got a cross to bear. We endure hardness as good soldiers. We endure whatever suffering it is that he brings to us and we count it. Lord, I glory in this. I glory in this and my hope in you, Jesus, will keep pulling me forward. I glory in my suffering because this thing must be so important that you gave me the challenge to go through it. It's a weightier thing than you think it is. He says what he's asked you to do is not grievous. It's not grievous. And consider our Lord. Consider him. He, we, what we go through, we have not yet resisted unto blood. You have not resisted unto the sufferings of Christ. You can never compare it to what he went through. Endure the hardness. If it comes with a suffering tag, go through it because he counted you worthy. He looked and he saw what, and he knows what you need. He knows what you need to build you up and to make you stronger. You you tell him how you're trusting him. Lord, I'm going to endure this hardness because I trust you that you're going to bring me to the other side of this. Whatever he asks us to do is not grievous. It is not grievous. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to come out the better on the other side of it. You're going to come out where it's tried and where it's proven and where it's true. If you just keep your hope alive, don't let it die. Don't let it die. You keep your hope stimulated. Keep it on fire. Keep it alive with what God has told you. The word helps you to get images. The images help bring you forward. Remember last week we told you when God told, uh, 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 had Laban and gave us the story of Jacob and Laban. And, and Laban was tricking Jacob. He was just reaping what he sowed. So he was getting tricked. And, you know, he says, okay, well, I'll take the goat. I'll take all of the spotted ones. And, and God began to show him those spotted goats, those striped goats. And he began to have them, even though Laban tried to move them out of the way. 
Whatever God tells you through his holy word, if you put your faith in it, he will perform it. He will do it. In the book of Numbers 23, verse uh, 19, these things are fuel for you to take them and keep your hope alive. Keep it moving you forward. Don't die in the winter of whatever challenge has come to challenge you. Don't give up hope. Do not lose hope. If you lose your hope, you might lose your faith. Don't lose your hope. Keep hoping in him. The Bible says in Numbers 23 from verse 19, God is not human. That he should lie like human beings would lie. Jesus does not lie to us. The Bible says that he's not a man. When it says he's not a man, that he should lie because man will lie to you. In fact, the Bible says, woe to you if you put your trust in a man. They're lying, won't even mean to. They can't help it because they were born in shape and iniquity. You know, the devil's junk is still the residue of that, of sin is still somewhere going around in them. But it says that he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and if he has said it, will he not perform it? Will he not do it? Do you think he's going to change his mind? Does he speak? And then he does not act. Oh no, God forbid. He will fulfill his promise. If he said it, he will do it. If he says he will bless you, he will bless you. If he says that he will do whatever it is in your life, nothing can change it. Do you remember when Jacob's children were so many that the kings were afraid of, of, of Jacob? Not Jacob, of, um, what's his name? Lot. Afraid of Lot and all of his family because they were so great. And these kings wanted to kill Lot. And, and they got together with a conspiracy with a prophet named Balaam. And, and telling Balaam, go curse them and kill them and get rid of them. Balaam went and asked God. This is to show you whatever God says, he will perform it. Lot was receiving the blessing from Abraham. Say, I'm Abraham's seed. Every one of you are Abraham's seed. And the blessings come to you all the way from our father Abraham. God remembers his promise to Abraham every time you wake up and he looks in your face. He remembers his promise and what he said to Abraham. And if he has said it, will he not perform it? He, The blessings of Abraham are set up for you when not they, they didn't even know that these are authorities kings that wanted to kill Lot's children kings gathering together in high places up on a mountain looking down and seeing them walking through a valley and going and get a prophet and saying listen we are going we want you to destroy them curse them curse them because there's so many of them and God had blessed them and he was increasing them on every side. And when the man Balaam went to him, a friend of God, a prophet of God, and saying, they want me to curse Lot's children. And can I curse Lot's children? I want to, to curse them because they're going to make my name great. They're going to make me wealthy. They're going to do all of these things. And God says, you cannot curse what I have blessed. No devil in hell can change the story. When God has blessed you, 
nothing can change the story. You keep your hope alive and let it keep you moving toward whatever God has said because he's not changing his mind. Why should you change your mind? Just because you're going through something. That, that thing has come to prove you. You, you are a diamond in the rough. And when a diamond is being pressured, you know, when a diamond is going through something, it, that's the only way it can come out. You know, seeing how perfect and beautiful that diamond is. When the fires blaze upon you, that, that, those things are there to prove you. And, and to see what's going on in your life. A lot of us need to have something blaze up on us. So you can see what's in you. Because when pressure comes, you really get to see who a person is. When pressure comes on them, you're going to see what comes. It's like squeezing an orange. If it's juice in the orange, it's going to come out. Whatever is in you is going to produce. It's going to come out. If you really have faith, if you've really been changed, whenever pressure comes, that's what's going to come out. Nothing more. It, you Find out who you are because that's what God wants to do. He wants to find out and he wants you to know who you are, what sort of faith it is that you have on the inside of you. We all have to keep hope moving forward. We have to keep it operating in our lives. The Bible says that we should be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing, but by everything, this is in Philippians, by everything, by prayer and supplication, we should make our requests known unto God. And then it says this, it says in the peace of God, we're in Philippians 4, it says the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your mind through Jesus Christ. When you're going through something and you got that hope on the inside of you, and you're working to keep that hope alive, let me tell you, the peace of God is going to meet you in the middle. Amen. God's peace is going to come upon you. And, and, and you'll just be steady on, steady on. I was telling them this morning when I was in England, one of the, the best souvenirs that I brought was this little red book that said, keep calm and carry on. That's what the peace of God will help you to do. It will help you in strength and confidence to possess your soul. Because that's where the enemy is going to attack it. He's going to try to get you to do something. He's going to try to manipulate you. He's going to make you start saying that's the first thing he's going to do is attack your confession. You start saying things, well, I always mess up. Mm -hmm. I heard somebody say it yesterday. Well, I, I always mess up. I always get in trouble. I always do things I shouldn't be doing. I always, no, no, you don't. You don't always mess up. The devil is a lie. And he will always try to speak to you in the first person. I, me, and my. Telling you you are always making your confession change because he wants you to get in agreement with him. Those are lies. You don't always mess up. No, you're born again. Your spirit is born again. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He gives you the strength to endure hardness as a good soldier. You're not enduring it on your own. Nothing that God has asked you to do is on your own. But he does want you to work with what he's given you. He's given you his word. So what do you do? Work that word. Work the word. Do what it says. Put your confidence in everything that he has said. 
And when, when the challenge come, when you put your faith there, the peace of God, this scripture says the peace of God that passes your understanding. We didn't know how Joy was going to get here. The, the plane, train, but all of them got to pass through the ground. They got the snow was coming from the sky. We didn't know how she was going to get here. But we had a peace just to let it go and whatever he was going to do. I saw her in my living room. I was trying to figure it out. Yes, that's just the mind. You're trying the analytical part of you trying to do that. My spirit had received. She, I saw her in my house. That's all I knew. I saw her in my house. And, and when God gives you just so, you know, unless he tells you, I got a seeking nature. So I was trying to seek if there was something else. But if that's all he gives you, that's all he gave you. And that's what you stand with, with what he said. And then you let the peace of God that passes understanding. Let it keep your heart. And, and, and let it keep your mind through Christ Jesus and what he has done for you. You, you have to work that word. You have to do it. You have to believe in it. You have to imagine it. You have to dream it. You have to set it in your heart. You have to do those things and you have to confess it and keep on confessing it. Keep on speaking it. If it's something you can do, then you go and do whatever it is. But then you have to trust him. You have to trust God and you have to keep him steady on in your heart. You have to keep hope steady on in your life. You have to engage your faith in that place and keep calm and keep moving forward in what God has said to do. Practice whatever he tells you to do. Whatever he tells you to do, then do that. Never forget that that's what Mary said when Jesus did the first miracle of changing the water into wine. They had an issue. They had a situation. They had run out of wine. All they, they had a whole lot of water, though. They had a lot of water. But, but weddings were very important during that time. They were very important. And Jesus was at this wedding with his mother. And you remember the story, I'm paraphrasing it, but, but when uh, Mary came to Jesus and she says, they have no wine. Jesus said, woman, what am I to do with you? <laughs> well, what am I, what do you want me to do about it? It's not my time, he said. It's not my time to what? Begin to show who he is. Is it his time in your life to show who he is? Yes. 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 Say, Lord. For your name's sake. For your name's sake, Lord. I belong to you. And and if this thing is going on in my life, what will they say about you? Lord Jesus, what are they going to say about you? If they see me groveling down the road and I said you're my king and I said you're my Lord. If I can't make it through this storm, who is the captain on this ship? I said you were the captain in my life. What are they going to say about you? Come, Lord, and visit me and show yourself strong in my life for your name's sake. Come and do it, Lord, because I'm named after you. I am named after you. Visit me, Lord, and do it right early. I I, Do it as quick as you can, Lord. Visit me and give me your grace that I can endure. Until the manifestation of what you said, because I want you to know the bottom line, period, is that I trust your word. Yes. Yes. 
I trust what you said in your word. And I believe what you said in your word. Amen. Amen. I believe you, Lord. That's where he wants us to be, to trust in his word. And I don't care whatever's happened in your life. Let me, let me tell you, it's subject to the word of God. That situation can change and it can change very quickly. All he wants is for you to be confident in what he has said in his word to you. Be confident in that. And, and don't worry. The peace of God is going to be with you. The holy angels are going to be with you. The word of God is going to be with you. The blood of Jesus is covering you. Listen, the name of Jesus belongs to you. All of that is yours. And guess what he said? All of it works together for your good. Every bit of it is going to work together for your good. You look over here, you see the word working for your good. You look up there, you see the blood coming down on you. You just touch whatever you're doing, you'll see the anointing that's on your life. You'll see the word, you're walking on the word, hallelujah. You'll see the Holy Spirit has filled you up and empowered you that you can go forward. It's not your own strength that's keeping you. It's the strength of the Most High God that has come in engage your faith and he's walking with you through the situation and he's going to bring about the evidence of his presence that's in your life because one of the things that he wants you to always have and never be without is his manifested presence. Yes. He is in this earth. Yes. He's in this earth and he sent me to stir you up in your faith so that you can keep hope alive. Yes. This world may be changing but God has never changed. His word is eternal. He's never had to alter it because it's perfect and entire right now. It's complete and it's working in your life. If you will add it to your faith and keep that faith working on hope, keeping it moving toward what God has purposed for you, you're going to see it manifest in your life. Work on keeping your hope alive. Study your word. Pray. Love him. Trust him. Keep your hope alive. Keep it alive. And then help somebody else's hope. Help them. Tell them hope in God. Don't be cast down like David said. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Hope in God. Change your mind about how you're thinking. Change your mind. Whenever you find your mind tittering somewhere over there where it should not hope in God and let him charter you back into a balance and keep yourself steady on moving and doing what God has told you to do engage the most high and keep your hope alive amen amen amen, amen. hallelujah I want to leave you with that numbers Numbers 23 and 19 is very important, very important that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he has said it, will he not perform it? Yes. He will perform it. And I'm telling you, I prophesy in your life and that right early. 
Some of you that are going through some kind of hardship, a loss of a job, whatever it is that you have been experiencing that has been tearing and fighting at your faith. I prophesy to you right now in Jesus name that next week the story will have changed. You're going to give a testimony that the situation has changed in your life. This word, it was sent to promote faith in your heart, to help you engage that hope so that that hope could pull you up out of this sinking sand that the enemy has tried to push you down in. And it's pulling you up right now and moving you forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for your people that's under the sound of my voice. I pray for them right now, Lord, as they're engaging hope, Lord, that it is like a rope pulling them out of what the enemy has tried to make like a miry clay to cause them to sink down into. I thank you, Lord, where they put their hope and trust in man. Lord, I thank you that it's being moved and put totally in you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And as they're transformed Lord, their confidence is coming back into their hearts. In the name of Jesus, they know that you love them, God. And I thank you, Lord, that you're moving them with hope. That you're moving them, Lord, and they're climbing up in that vehicle of faith. And that faith, Lord, is bringing them straight to everything that you have promised for them in this hour in their life. Father, I trust you that you're doing that for them. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name.